Welcome to the Every Human Heart Podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I am so excited that you're here with me today. In my very first episode, just excited to dive into all the things that make life interesting and meaningful. Now, when I first conceived of this podcast, I wanted to do it exclusively on relationships, dating, love, all that jazz, because, hey, that's something that resonates with a lot of us, doesn't it? It's something that I think is a unifying human experience. But as I started to think about the scope of the podcast and really wanting to dive into all the exciting things that make human life meaningful, profound, and just puzzling at times, the scope of topics has really expanded. And now I have an episode list on all the different things of human life, like hope and boundaries and this great quote by Carrie Fisher. So all of you that know me know I'm a huge, huge planner. So that list is done. But for this first episode, I'm gonna throw that list out the window. Well, not completely on the window because that would give me anxiety, but I'm gonna hit pause on that because I've been reflecting a little bit on relationships. So we're coming full circle. So 2018 was a tricky year for me. It was an interesting one. I had some really great connections, some great relationships, and not all of them had a lot of longevity. You know, that's just how things go. And as we've, 2018 did I say, 2019, all the history, my history just blurs together, but I meant 2019. In any case, as 2020 came around and, you know, we all went into lockdown and we've had so much time to really reflect on life and how we're living our lives and the things that have happened to us and the things that are not happening to us, I really started to think about the longevity of relationships. I think a lot of us might have heard that before lockdown, a lot of people got together during lockdown. That was a great test of a lot of relationships. And right now I'm hearing that a lot of connections have started to expire. And I think one thing that comes up that is really the focus of this first episode is that just because something has ended doesn't mean it failed. And that's something that has taken a lot of reflection and a lot of processing for me to really grasp. And that's what I wanted to share today because sometimes when relationships end, well, more often than not, when relationships end, we say they failed or we failed in some way. And that puts a sort of negative spin on the connection. Just because it ended up in a certain place doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't a great connection to begin with. But when we focus so much on this idea of failure around relationships, we put ourselves up against this measure of success that may not even really be realistic. Because sometimes relationships don't fail, they simply expire. They've just run its course because relationships are made up of two or more people, depending on your setup. That's totally cool. But when you have two or more people involved, that's two or more life paths that are developing and unfolding. And sometimes people just grow apart. It's really great when people can grow together and create that life together. But when we no longer overlap in a meaningful way, when 
the connection or compatibility has been a thing of the past and it might have been really real in the past but it no longer is then it may not necessarily be a failure to say hey it was great while it lasted but it's not working out anymore is that a bigger failure than sticking in a situation that no longer serves you i think that's the primary question like what is this concept of failure and what is this concept of success in relationships I personally think it's a greater personal success if I'm able to be honest and vulnerable with the people around me. And that includes those hard conversations about when something's no longer serving me or I'm no longer bringing very much to the table or I feel like certain needs are not met or I'm unable to meet my partner's needs. I think being able to have those conversations, being able to acknowledge those difficult emotions and really, really tricky situations is a far greater success than sticking with something that just is familiar. And I can say that because I've been there. And what I've learned from that experience where I was sticking with something that had really run its course was that it had devolved into something quite toxic. And it was because nobody wanted to leave, but nobody really wanted to be there. And that's really hard. And it's also really hard because that's time you can no longer get back. And while I think, in retrospect, that that was also a huge lesson for me, and I'm grateful for all those experiences, it's that one lesson I've learned that I don't intend to repeat, if you know what I mean. So, in that sense, I don't necessarily think that because my past relationships have ended, that they have failed. And that's something that I hope more people would come to terms with, would start to recognize. Maybe we're not meant to have the same relationship for 20 years. Maybe we're not meant to have the same relationship for the rest of our lives. My parents have been together for 40 years now, and I think that's a huge success in their own right. But that's because their relationship still serves them. They still continue to grow, and they're still able to fulfill each other's needs, and they're so happy together, and they're best friends. And sometimes we have that with people, but not always. And sometimes we have that for a while and the idealist in me, the slight romantic in me thinks to truly love someone is to be able to say, I'm willing to let you go because your happiness is, so is somewhere else and I can't meet those needs anymore. Which brings us to a second idea that I've kind of been thinking about and that's really kind of been inspired by this book that I've been reading by Viktor Frankl called Yes to Life in Spite of Everything. And that's that... Just because something was short doesn't mean it wasn't meaningful. Because when I think about the relationships that I've had, it's not necessarily the longest ones that really helped me grow, that I really felt transformed by. It's not necessarily the longest ones that I still think about with fondness or that help me really understand what love is. Sometimes it was the short ones. And the shorter ones might have been explosive, they might have been intense, and they might have just been more meaningful for a variety of reasons and some of those reasons could be because I was able to show up more fully and more authentically and more wholeheartedly in those connections. So just because something was short doesn't mean it wasn't meaningful because it's not so much the quantity that we're looking at. No shade to anyone who's in this situation but 20 years of you know the same old companionship and comfort may not necessarily be better or more meaningful than five years of deep deep soul connection now if you have 20 years or 40 years of that deep deep soul connection i need to know your secrets for how you found your person because 
<laughs> that's that's the gold standard, right? But that's about the quality of relationships still, not the quantity or the duration. So I wanted to share the exact part of this book by Viktor Frankl that made me think of that. And this book is really about life at large. It's not about relationships. It reminds me a lot about the existentialist texts that I used to read and study. But as I was reading this particular passage, it really made me think about relationships specifically. So here goes. If we look at things that way then, essentially, it may prove to be quite irrelevant to us how long a human life lasts. Its long duration does not automatically make it meaningful. And its possible brevity makes it far from meaningless. We also do not judge the life history of a particular person by the number of pages in the book that portrays it, but only by the richness of the content it contains. So if we think about the really special people in the world, in history, in our lives, it's not necessarily the people that have lived the longest, that have been around our lives the longest, that have had the greatest impact. That's not how we measure impact. That's just not how we're made, right? How we're made is like, what is the depth of connection that we've had with these people? How have they impacted our lives? How have we been transformed and changed irrevocably and inevitably by these people? That's the measure of a meaningful connection, of a meaningful life. It's the depth of your impact. That's the legacy that we, we leave. And if we want to take this concept really quite far, maybe it's the finitude of relationships that makes it meaningful. When we cling on to a relationship or a person and we're so afraid of letting them go, it's precisely the possibility or the potential of the end that is terrifying us. If you lived an infinite life, if you were like Count Dracula or if you were an immortal, it's we'd be hard-pressed to say this very moment is so meaningful to me because life will just be an infinite succession of such moments. It is almost not the scarcity but the finitude, the limitedness of experiences, of things that make us appreciate their value. Similarly, in relationships, it is a very possibility that a certain relationship or connection could come to an end that can really amplify the gravity of that relationship, the, the weight and significance of it of each moment that we spend with our loved ones. It's because there's a possibility that they're no longer in our lives that we feel that deep gratitude for every present moment that we spend with them. So there are different ways to relate to this concept, to this idea of the finitude of relationships giving them meaning. And I see it now coming full circle. If we relate it to it in an unhealthy way, we cling, we become codependent, we put the burden of our happiness on other people because that is our expectation, because we're driven by this idea of scarcity, of fear of loss. But if we relate it to it in a healthy way, then it comes from a place of deep gratitude and love and abundance. It's not so much, what if you left me? I will not have any more of this. It's, what if you left me? I will not be able to express everything I feel. And that's a very, very different way of relating to people and of relating to relationships. So I think a lot of how much we struggle in connection, a lot of how much we open up 
to connections comes down to how we relate to relationships. Whether we are afraid of the end of it or we understand that things end and we make the most of our time together so that when things do end, we don't see them as failures but the end of a chapter in a book that has many, many chapters to come and we can continue to remain open to what else is ahead and we can give deep thanks for the people that have come into our lives in whatever shape or form in whatever capacity, because that is a huge gift. Wow, I did not intend for this episode to turn out this way. I don't script my episodes, so that's actually given me food for thought. And I actually got a little bit emotional towards that last bit, so I'm going to have to chew on this a little bit more. But I would really love to hear what are your thoughts on the finitude of relationships, on the shortness of some connections, whether you've had a hard time with those, whether you've come to terms with them, or whether this is just painfully obvious. Because I think a lot of our struggle comes from this inability to not be attached to the outcome of relationships and things in life, broadly speaking. So... Thank you so much for joining me on this first full episode of Every Human Hearts. I can't wait to record more of these. If you're interested in connecting with me, check out the show notes for my Instagram handle. That's usually where I hang out. And I can't wait to see you next episode. Bye.